Back. This is Newsfile, it's your most authoritative news analysis platform. And here on Newsfile, as always, we put Ghana first. And my guest, Suleiman Abrahima, Executive Director, Media Foundation for West Africa. Dr. Justice Yangsen, Vice President, Ghana Medical Association. Dr. Kwabina Nyako Otu is Chief Economist and Director, Labor Research and Policy Institute of the Trade Union Congress. And Martin Pebu is a lawyer and rights activist. Uh, today he's been out of my control. <laughs> we have to do it for Mother Ghana. Let's do it. This is the time. <laughs> Um, uh, some of you have sent a few messages. I just want to try and share just uh, some of them. This one's from Ellie Kem, official. He says, a taxi driver returned an amount of 8,000 to a trader and was applauded by everyone, even the vice president, now an honest king. Togbi Afede has returned money. He thinks it's inappropriate and he's being questioned. Uh, See little Tete says without strong watchdog institutions, impunity becomes the very foundation upon which systems of corruption are built. And if impunity is not demolished, all efforts to bring an end to corruption are in vain. Nick Hotel says all these payments aside salaries, allowances, and pecs. Now you know why people do what they do to either win power or maintain the power they have. Well, they say it's a life and death. Enima <laughs> um, Kore says the Council of State is one of the white elephant institutions in this country, yet they take fat salaries and benefits plus esgresha, milking the state for four years for no work done. Albert Blankson says Ghana is not poor. The political elite have rendered us poor through unprecedented looting like the S. Grisha. Collins uh, Tete, Collins T, says leaders lead when they take positions. The Council of State should be able to take positions on matters on national interest. Mm -hmm. uh, Kwame says that this country needs a head restart, reset, a head reset, uh, a hard reset. It needs a hard reset, starting with the Constitution. How are we supposedly so broke, yet we have money to fund such things? Eric 20 says, if this S. Grisha is crap, can we name those projects as Grisha projects so that we would know the worth of scrapping it. Uh, Mr. Lukman says, imagine collecting as Grisha of this proportion or similar every four years as an MP. Lobbying, uh, money hasn't come, salary hasn't come, contracts, deals not represented yet. Allowances for those on boards also not come yet. Must be nice. Uh, writer, writer boy says the president said that if anybody 
wants to make money, they should go to the private sector. But the actual truth is that public sector jobs are more rewarding. And finally, uh, Clean Stephen says, an auntie retired as a teacher two years ago. She received 7,000 Ghana CDs as lump sum after serving for 30 years. And my mom and dad will both be retiring next year. I wonder what they will receive. Um, yes, yeah, so that's why I asked the question if the ex gracia beneficiaries, Article 71, is done with conscience. Now, um, Dr. Otu, again, uh, let's start with you and very uh, brief comments because we have uh, limited time. Um, the issue that came up in the course of the week about uh, lack of productivity and yet uh, there is some, some uh, enjoyment, so to speak, by public uh, sector workers. W what will be your comments about it? So I, I think that <clears throat> the question about productivity, like as Gracia, has been discussed extensively within the public sector. But we only discuss it when we are about to go for negotiations. Hmm. And then the employers begin to say, well, your productivity is low. Even if we agree that, that it's low, after negotiations, let's do something about it. The employers will not do anything about it until, and this day includes government, until after the next round of negotiations. The fact is that nobody knows the productivity level in a public sector. There's no scientific assessment of it. We have done a poor job at doing that. We have established the, uh, uh, the uh, Management Productivity and Development Institute as far back as the 1970s. But we don't have productivity indicators. We have nothing. But we know that on a single spine, somebody is taking 1,800 Ghana cities as an immigration officer staying at Bansoman and working at the airport. Hmm. If, you, if you put the expenditure and in fact, there's expenditure data by the Ghana SARS Service. If you put that expenditure data against the earning of 1,800 Ghana cities, the person is in serious deficit of over 100%. At least the government budget deficit is around 11%. The personal household deficit is over 100%. Earnings against expenditure in this country. Now, the point about productivity is so overflogged and I don't know. The state appears unwilling to do anything about it. Okay. So it only use it as a bargaining chip. The public sector is not productive. Okay. <laughs> is the parliament productive? Why do they earn the, what the amount of money they earn? Is the executive productive? Is the judiciary productive? So in the public sector, only Article 71 is productive. That is why they earn so much. The rest of us are not productive. Okay, if that is the message. But I mean, come to think about it. Yeah, doc, 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 just a, doc, just just a second. I've been aware of a uh, independent constitutional body where the states have been paying salaries to the workers in that office, but money for operation they didn't have. It, it took uh, the EU to be giving them bits and pieces for them to go and do one or two work. The state was paying salaries. It was not bothered about money to op or operation or to work. 
Exactly. So the state itself appears not to care about productivity, not to care, uh, care about the people it recruit and the work it has to do for the state. But something, take a, think about it this way. Dr. Hansen is a medical doctor. He has colleagues across the districts and regions. In a whole district, you have one medical doctor breaking their back mm. to provide medical services. The UN has standards on, in terms of the ratio of, say, nurses to, to the population, mm -hmm. uh, police to the population. Mm -hmm. We're falling short of all of these ratios, yet the police service when we castigate, they have done their best to keep this country safe in spite of all the difficulties they face. The nurses have done the same across the country. The teachers, is, I mean, I have been a teacher before. I taught in a village where you only have a car coming on Sundays and Wednesdays. I got into serious um, medical problem on a Monday evening. I nearly died in the village. Hmm. And I was earning peanuts only to hear that, oh, that one was even an overpayment. <laughs> Demoralizes people in, the, in those uh, hinterlands. They are doing their best under the circumstances to help the country. And we should, I think we should refrain from such comment. Okay. Of course, the government statisticians has, has come out to say that that is not what he said. Right. Sometimes uh, the media people in your headlining can also be problematic. You also need to check that. Mm. Because you can actually break the heart of uh, a teacher in a village somewhere. He says, he says, he says, he says what, what people earn should be equal to their outputs and be equal to what they spent. Mm -hmm. I'm quoting him. Uh -huh. <laughs> it should be equal to what they spend. So if you take the basic, the basic needs of an individual, of a household, with the healthcare service itself has data on. Okay. Now, and again, the problem is that he put it the whole public sector. And you know that in the public sector, there's a CEO whose rent allowance alone is about $5,000. Mm -hmm. If you put that together and find an average, that average will not represent the majority in the public sector. It has to be put in contest. All right. Uh, Dr. Yankotu, thank you so very much. Yes, uh, Dr. Yangsen, um, you guys have also been, you know, fighting. And when this news comes, the suggestion he's making is that it is deliberate at a time when you are fighting for better <laughs> wages. Well, you see, Labour will not take kindly to certain pronouncements because at the end of the day, when they look at the micro-level activities, like I'm now saying, there's a huge deficit that Labour has to grapple with on a daily basis. But you see, this issue of the productivity is always made to look as if Labour is, in quote, the cause of the so-called low productivity in the public sector. But what is productivity? It's, it's output the ratio of outputs and inputs, so output over input, where input will basically be capital, labor, and other resources. Now, the capital, like I'm not saying, in some situations, the employer doesn't even put it in there. The factors that will enhance production or increase productivity don't exist. From basic tools to, I mean, modern tools to machinized technology, all of these things, they are not there. Sometimes the employer is not even ready to train and retrain their staff to improve their skills. But you see, one thing I want people to appreciate is that if one, as a people, we don't have any indicators to track productivity, we don't, haven't put in place any measuring matrices.
for productivity. For example, if we take a metrics like revenue per employee, in the public service, it is not all about revenue or profits. Some of the services are tailor-measured as a social good. Mm. So if somebody does that kind of services, that is not quantified in monetary terms. How do you say that the man is not productive? Mm. For example, if a lawyer at a legal aid board goes out there to render pro bono services to the less privileged in society so that they also get the proper legal representation as per our constitution, or a social service worker or social welfare worker tracks uh, a certain eight-year-old child who is being abused or whatever in a remote place spends a whole week or two to manage to retrieve this person, bring the person to safety and proper care and all that happens. How are you going to say that such a person is not productive when you don't have any measure to quantify okay. the effect of we, some of these? We have run out of time. Um, I would like to share a few of the messages that uh, some of our viewers have been sending in. Uh, this one is from um, a procurement uh, guru. He says that, uh, Samson, how do you expect the constitution to be changed when the people who stand to lose are the politicians? We, the citizens, must find a way of making the change without the politicians. If we expect them to make the changes, it will never happen the way we want it. And we should also be reminded about the S-Gratia, the only remuneration that lawfully cannot be diminished according to the labor law is the best the base pay every other item is discretionary and can be varied at the pleasure of the employer all hr practitioners know this one okay so uh this one from yakubu ibn chambas he says that at the end of the year every year we should have a mechanism that evaluate the return on investment for those institutions that take home ex-gratia. Until that is done, the ex-gratia thing is a complete cash-milking uh, cow. The bane of Ghana is the absence of a mechanism for tracking return on investment and value for money. Uh, then... Uh, you have to forgive me. This one says... Um, so... Times have changed. A 40-year-old president does not need advice uh, or bereft of an out-of-touch elders who see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. The president has a cabinet and has the power to appoint all kinds of specialist advisors. We are wasting funds that otherwise would have been spent on developmental needs of the country time to scrap the Council of State. And this is by Anderson, Frank Anderson, Jr. Uh, unfortunate, I'm sorry, but my time is up. My outfit, as always, is by uh, Havil Scouter. You can call them on 0200 84 1988. 0200 84 1988. And my guest on news file for today have been Martin 
Pebu, uh, who is a lawyer and rights activist. Suleiman Abraima, Executive Director, Media Foundation for West Africa. Dr. Yangsen, Justice Yangsen, Vice President, Ghana Medical Association. You just heard him. And Dr. Kwabnanyako Otu, Chief Economist and Director, Labor Research and Policy Institute, Trades Union Congress. Have a good afternoon. Thank <laughs> you.